0: You're on a new path and one you didn't expect to travel. And it's definitely a road less traveled. It's the one without kids. My name is Sherry Johnson and I'm on it too. No matter how you got here, through pregnancy loss, infertility, maybe just never finding the right partner, the loneliness and the lack is the same. The triggers, they're universal. That feeling of inadequacy in a world so focused on motherhood is what we all feel, and it all boils down to our sense of worth. This is where we walk the path together and we talk about building our sense of self-worth so we too can find our place and live joyful, fulfilling lives as childless women. Welcome to the Awakening Worth Podcast. Hey and welcome to the Awakening Worth Podcast. This is Sherry Johnson. I'm your host, and you're listening to episode number 64. We're talking today all about being strong. And I finally have a little window of opportunity to do this recording when there aren't people outside cutting their grass. It is finally spring here in Canada, and the grass is growing like mad after all of the rain we've had. And I do this recording in my office, which is definitely not soundproof. So I'm glad to have an opportunity to hit the record button. So let's talk about this whole idea of being strong. Let's talk about what what I'm even talking about first. So think about how often you hear people say, be strong, or you're so strong. You're the strongest woman I know. How often do you hear people talk about this when it comes to the toughest parts of life? I see it in Facebook comments, I hear it at funerals, in hospitals, all over the place really. And I think it stems way, way back. We tell children to toughen up. We're taught As children, we learn this as children. When we have to go for a doctor's visit or to the dentist, we tell them, okay, you're going to have to have a needle, so it's time to be strong. We try to get them to not cry. When I visit parents who have children, especially young children, they inevitably hurt themselves. They fall or they bang their heads on something or... Um, umpteen million reasons how they hurt themselves and the first thing I hear is you're okay you're okay it's almost this frantic like let's make sure they don't cry if they just fell and hurt themselves why isn't it okay for them to cry that's the emotion that is itching to get out of them so just allow them to express that we're teaching them from such a young age to shove down the emotion and toughen up the outer shell, and I think that I mean we're taught that as children. I'm sure our parents were taught that as when they were children, and that's why they teach it to us. And it goes, you know, back through our ancestry. So it's time to change that. I think because this conditioning that we get as children it carries us right into adulthood, and I see it being taught now to the children of today. And what it makes us do is put on a mask or armor and cover up what we're feeling. What you're so strong means to me is you're so good at putting the mask on. You're so good at covering up your pain so I don't have to see it. There's a really great example of this on one of the most popular series out right now, which my husband and I had a great time watching. It's called Ted Lasso. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you haven't. You've probably seen it. Let's talk about Ted for a minute. And I'm not sharing anything yet, at least, that you won't see in the first episode. So there's no no spoilers yet. We know, right from the first episode, that Ted's wife wants to end their marriage. And Ted, being perpetually positive, continued to put on a happy face. I'm sure he agonized when he was alone, we saw that. But out on the field, when he was with his team, with the coaches, at work, he pretended everything was fine. And I bought into that idea of hiding how I really felt. We all do it, as I said. I put on my strong suit as much as anyone else. I remember the night of my first miscarriage should be, or what is, a a very painful event for any woman who goes through it. And I remember it so clearly. I felt fine. The baby just kind of slipped out of me. I had no warning. I had no physical pain, just a little bit of spotting. It seemed really different to me than all the miscarriages I had seen on TV. So I didn't really know what was happening. I didn't know what to do. I called telehealth after much discussion with my husband because I felt like I'm not going to do anything. Um, Finally called telehealth and they told me to go straight to the hospital, of course, and so I did. I went by myself. My husband dropped me off. And please don't think badly of my husband. I told him that I didn't need him to be there. I kind of justified it. He was in his own grief after having lost his brother just a few weeks prior. And so I told him there's, you know, he had, by the way, spent a lot of time in hospitals. He really wasn't keen to be back in the hospital after after his Um, brother's ordeal his illness leading up to his death so I told him there's no sense in both of us sitting here wasting time usually it's a three-hour wait in the ER at least it is in Canada I'm not sure how it is where you live so and I knew that going into it so I brought a book and I sat there by myself and I shoved down all this emotion I was feeling and told myself to be strong And then the next day I went to work. I figured again, I didn't have any physical pain. So what reason did I have to stay home? It didn't even occur to me that my emotional pain would be a reason. That would be showing that I'm weak, that I can't handle my emotional pain. So for some reason in my mind, it seems okay if you have physical pain. That's not showing weakness, but showing emotional pain is. So I went to work and I pretended that I was fine. With the, the co-workers who didn't know that I was even pregnant, they just saw my normal smiling face. And with the co-workers, the few ones that who did know that I was pregnant and and, and had a miscarriage, I just kept telling them I was fine. I was strong. But it wasn't like I actually registered that thought. I didn't hear myself saying to myself, I'm just going to be strong. I think I was just so conditioned and practiced at doing it that it didn't even occur to me to show what I really felt. It didn't even occur to me to do anything different. I was so used to just being quote unquote strong. So let's talk about what happens when you be strong in quotations. You turn down help when you need it. That's one of the things you don't talk about what you're going through. So people think you're fine. They don't even know that you need support because it appears that you're okay. And it also makes you do things out of obligation instead of what you might truly need or want, because you'll just put on the armor, put on that happy face and go to the baby shower or go to the wedding or go to whatever social event you're invited to. So let's go back to Ted Lasso for a minute. And here there might be, I should give you a spoiler alert, just in case you haven't watched through to the end. So all his pretending and being strong and covering up what he really felt eventually caught up to him, right? He finally gave into the panic attacks, admitted that he was suffering and he called the therapist. And then there was a scene where he actually admitted to his panic attacks with the other coaches and it led to a sort of release. And it was even cathartic for the other coaches who also admitted to their own secrets. And then there was the admission in front of his team after, after his situation wound up in the paper. And all of those admissions, those just coming out and saying what happened, what, he, what was happening in his life, all of those expressions led to a huge shift for him and some pretty major healing. It was really his undoing and then his honesty about it, even to himself, that, really transformed him now if you're listening to this and thinking there's no way you're going to let others see how you feel I promise you you're going to feel resentment the next time you go out and put that mask on at a social event you're going to feel like no one cares or understands how you feel and it's eventually going to catch up to you it might even be in a physical way like it did for Ted Lasso. Or it might just simply be, not simply, it, it might be in some other way where you have an angry outburst and, and don't it can't pinpoint why. There's going to be some sort of way that that steam gets out. It's like a pressure cooker. And as soon as you open up that pressure cooker, that steam that's all been bottled up inside, it's going to explode. I promise you, that steam eventually needs to find its way out and it will. And one of the ways that you can just allow that to come out in a controllable way is to, is to take that mask off and, and allow others to see how you feel, allow yourself to feel, to feel what you feel. So here's, here's four things that are actually going to help to release that steam in a controllable way. What's actually going to help you heal. Instead of putting on that mask, do these four things. So number one, be honest with yourself. Allow yourself to just say, yes, this is painful. I don't like this. This is hard. Or maybe I don't know if I can do this by myself. Or do I really need to do this by myself? So rather than shoving your pain down putting the lid on it, even to yourself. Sometimes we do that to ourselves and we can't even recognize it within us or we shove it down so far that we can't feel it anymore. It's there and it will find its way out. So be honest with yourself. Number two, be honest with others and express what you're going through. Maybe you express this to you know only certain people, but that's how people know that you need support. And think of it this way, if the circumstances were reversed and a friend of yours was in your situation, what would you want her to do? What would you tell her to say? How would you feel knowing that she was hiding her feelings and pretending to be strong instead of being honest with you? So maybe that perspective, looking at it from the outside in, might help you to see what it's like for the people around you to to not know that you're in pain or to not know the true depth of what you're going through so that's number two be honest with others number three be open to receiving you need to be able to accept help and accepting help is not a weakness I think that's another thing that we've been taught by society is that help, needing help, means you're weak. It means you're vulnerable. And if I can offer you another flip on this, if you offer, to, if you offer help to others, but you won't accept it yourself, that's a sign that you're judging yourself and others for needing help. You're not just judging yourself for needing help, you're also judging others even though you give it to them. So think about what what does receiving help or support really mean to you? Does it have have you made it mean? Have you been taught that it means that you're weak? Does it maybe mean that you can't do it all and you're used to being able to do it all? So think about what your beliefs are around receiving help, receiving support receiving comfort and shift your perspective on that. Be open to receiving it. And number four, the last one, set boundaries, but don't just set them, maintain them. When you know that you can't show up as your true self, bow out. That means you're not ready and you're doing everyone a disservice if you can't show up fully. So if you have to put the armor on, if you have to Put the mask on and pretend to be okay when you go to a social event. Others will pick up on that. They won't necessarily ask. They won't necessarily even be able to put their finger on it. But your energy will impact them. So it's not actually helping them any more than it is you. And think about how you set boundaries. And... You know, a lot of us will say, I'm going to say no. But then when it comes down to it, the yes is coming out of our mouths before we can even think about it. And that, too, if you think about it, typically that's because you're trying to please the other person. You're trying to maybe not disappoint them or somehow get their approval. Or there's some reason why you're saying yes. And it's usually about the other person, it's not about you, it's not about how you feel. It's about how they might feel if you say no. So if you're able to get yourself to at least pause before saying yes and just say maybe or say maybe next time instead of saying no, if you can get that far, that will help you. Because putting on a mask is not helping anyone. Setting boundaries and maintaining them is going to is going to help you to do what you need what your true self needs so let me do a quick recap the four things that that will actually help you heal instead of putting on that mask number one be honest with yourself allow yourself to feel what you're feeling and be honest about what you're feeling be honest with others express what you're going through Maybe be choosy about who you express that to, but be honest with others. Be open to receiving, help, support, whatever it is that you need to receive. And number four, set boundaries and actually maintain them. So we all know it can be really hard to take off the mask, to take off the armor to stop just putting on that smiling face and let your true self and your true feelings shine through. I know how difficult that is. I went through that myself. It starts with baby steps. Just one tiny step at a time. Maybe just start with being honest with yourself. Try one tiny step. Say no just once. Practice is what will help you to ultimately create the healing that you need. So if any of this resonated with you, I have so many more resources and so many more offerings for you. Head over to sherryjohnson.ca to check out all kinds of free resources. It's Sherry, S-H-E-R-I. There's only one R and an I in that. Sherryjohnson.ca. There's lots of other podcast episodes. There's um, downloadables. So head over there and check that out. And come back next week for another episode. I am I'm interviewing my own coach and mentor and energy healer. And she is so wise as she's been on her own journey, her own healing journey. She tells us about that. It's pretty fascinating, actually. And there are lots of aha moments, even for me, after having worked with her for a couple of years. So come back that'll be episode number 65 and that is next week same place same time bye for now if you found value in this episode i invite you to follow subscribe like or review so we can grow this community of women awakening their worth together as childless women if you'd like more of this check out my instagram account at awakening.worth and come back next week for another episode see you then